Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Surface for Business devices are designed for work anywhere. Wherever and however you or your teams work or collaborate, Surface gives your organization the freedom to work anywhere. It allows you to retain the control you need to stay secure with built-in security at every layer through chip to cloud protection from Microsoft. Visit www.aka.ms forward slash Surface for Business CA to learn more about Surface for Business devices. As a small business owner, you are the business, and you know the time you're spending on payroll and HR could be spent in a hundred better ways. Ceridian PowerPay is fast, simple, and intuitive software trusted by over 40,000 Canadian small business owners like you. Automate your HR and payroll processes, keep track of compliance, and pay your people from your desktop or mobile phone. Free up time to focus on what really matters when it comes to your business, and get back to doing what you love with Ceridian PowerPay. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rick Spence, business journalist, editor, public speaker, and entrepreneur. After 15 years as the national entrepreneurship columnist at the National Post, and as the former editor and publisher of Profit, the magazine for Canadian entrepreneurs, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, scalable, and successful. On this show, we connect you with Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. You'll meet the people driving the entrepreneurial movement and we'll share their first-person adventures and their tips, hacks, and best advice for running startup and growth companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. To entrepreneurs everywhere, this is your show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have high-tech entrepreneur Dominique Seveny. Dominic has a double degree in electronics and software development. He started out as a programmer in 1998 and worked for major software firms in Quebec and in France. In 2006, he founded his first business, Run at Server, which specialized in Silverlight and Windows 8 app development. After selling that business in 2012, he founded SmartUse, which became the industry-leading construction cloud app for sharing construction blueprints and documents in real time. After eight years, the software is used by thousands of companies across Canada and the United States, including some of the largest joint venture construction projects in Canada. Dominic, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> okay, we like to get started by just giving our listeners a preview of what they're going to hear to pr prove to them that we're going to make it relevant to their lives and their struggles in their businesses as, as, as they try and succeed in Canada and the world today. So just to begin, what are the top two pieces of advice that you'd like entrepreneurs to take away from this conversation? Yeah, no problem. So uh, basically, the, um, the piece of advice, I have more than two topics about that. But basically, the goal of this discussion, it's around, uh, for sure, how to scale a business, and what kind of mistakes uh, you want to avoid, for example, um, don't start a business because there is a new technology that seems to be fun. This is one a good good example. Uh, make sure that your ID will fix the real problems. Um, after that, you can choose the right technology that will help you to achieve the goal. Um, and also make sure your business model works because this is something that a lot of people just try to compete with people and, and copy paste the business model and maybe for our customers it just doesn't work um and also hire people better than you on some area i think this is one of the key 
things that I'm I, I learned on the past to not just try to hire people that have a low salary. Um, <laughs> also work hard and always remember one word persist. So even if it's tough. So this is something that I learned, let's say in the past, uh, in the past 15 years uh, in a business. So uh, this is my top five, top six items that um, every person that wants to start a business to look at and, and, and just always remember this top five. Yeah, I, I, I love the word persist and persistence, uh, the ability to keep going when uh, it, it's raining rocks and thunder at you. Um, are you a persistent person? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, my business smart use that you just um, explained on the, uh, in the introductions. Uh, when I started business in 2012 uh, here in Quebec, we had a lot of problem in this industry because a lot of fraud and uh, uh, a ton of problem here. And after starting that business in, uh, with uh, Hydro-Quebec here and snc Lavanin the industry just shut down. So nobody just wants to uh, buy software. Uh, mobile apps was not there. Um, mobile devices was not uh, using a good battery life uh, to, to use a software on the field. So uh, it was pretty much a really, really tough moment back in 2014. So it was uh, close to 15 employees that uh, I had just no no money just, just to continue and, and, and always think about the word process because something sometimes something will happen and this is what happened for me in 2016 when I had a chance to just start from scratch and, and learn from the past experience and start again the business and today it works. So yes, I think I think I learned the word persistence for sure. <laughs> for wow. sure. Sure. Yeah. Well so 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 Tell us, tell us the story of Smart Use Solutions. Um, what motivated you to launch it? And tell me about this pivot in 2016. So you started around 2012. Yeah, exactly. So basically, I'm basically a programmer. I started in 1998 and I build, um, let's say I work for uh, largest firms for um, pretty much um, about 10 years. And I built my own service company named Runout Server, where I always build some things around Microsoft technology like Windows 8, Silverlight, uh, that was supposed to be the, the technology of, of the future. Um, and I and, and I built a good business around 15, 20 people um, in, in, in a service mode. Um, and back in 2012, um, I received a call from uh, an employee of Hydro Quebec, and the person said, "All right, we are building huge projects um, in north of Quebec, a four billion dollar <clears throat> fall projects, and uh, uh, they were um, eighty thousand of drawings um, in in paper." Wow copy uh, in print eight times eight copy of each drawings <laughs> everywhere four people full-time just to just to manage plan rooms and the guy said hydro quebec asked us to be um um to to uh, to innovate this year back in 2012 so the guy said i search internet and i'm i'm searching a company that builds software and after that, the guys just, I asked the guy to come here um, at my office and the guy just said, hey, I have a good idea. So in an hour, he explains everything. And he said, I will not push for your software at Hello Quebec, but if you build that, I will probably be, be able to organize a, um, a meetings uh, with some people. And I stopped everything on my service company for a month, everything. And I put all of my 15 employees to build a software. And at that time, I also built a hardware, 55-inch touchscreen table. I built the piece in China, and I built, uh, uh, just keep in mind, 55-inch touch table at that time in 2012. So... That that would have been hugely expensive and hard to do. Uh, nowadays, everyone has a TV that big, but, exactly, but there weren't any exactly. then. Exactly, yeah. but just 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 think about 2012, 55-inch touch, touch table. So basically, we built everything: software, hardware. Three months, 
Um, one shot deals, and after three months, I called the guy and said, hey, do you want to look at, at your Heidi? And after that, he said, my God, um, you've done that. So basically, I had a meetings with uh, HQ, um, and after that, they decided to move forward with us. First deal, um, uh, six-digit first contract with Hydro Quebec, 250 uh, uh, around 250 people test the software north of Quebec. Um, it was really cool because we learned how to build a product. And after that, we had huge projects here uh, in Montreal with a huge hospital with SNC Lavanais. So it was a really good success for the first, let's say, 12 to 18 months. A million dollar in only in 18 months um, in software license. So it was wow. And in 2013, this is where everything's everything looked really bad because um, the market was not there. And um, I learned about a lot of stuff. I built the software for a specific client. That's a huge mistake. So don't never never do that. D yeah. tell, tell, tell me what happened there. Were you like yeah. ahead of your time, or were you just focused so much on the specific needs of? one or two customers that, that 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 you weren't appealing to anyone else yeah so so my my experience with a service company in in, in software developments um it's, it's always the same things you, you focus on the customers needs always because the customers pay you for some things and when you are going in in in, in product development software you always think that you have to do the same things but when you start a business, you only have a single customer, two customers. So you you look at the same way than your previous business in, in, in service. And this is a huge mistake because you need to build some things for everybody. You don't want to build something specific and after that, copy-paste the software and build a, a another version of the software. Imagine I had... Hydro Quebec and SAT Levelin, two major customers that say, hey, we need that, we need that, we need that. And you say yes for all the people. What's happened? HQ said, I don't need that SNC stuff. And SNC said, I don't need this Hydro Quebec stuff. And this is where you are stuck with two products, a single product, two versions on the field in productions to build something really huge. And now you're stuck because you're not able to maintain with your staff two versions of the same software. So that was a huge mistake. And after that, when I when I tried to so, sell the software to other, let's say, smaller customers, they said, what is this kind of software? You build some things for larger clients. It's not for us. And this is where we had to say, my God, we need to just come back to the beginning and say, all right, now we'll learn. So a lot of entrepreneur start with the single customers please go and validate your business model your software the needs with all the kind of small really small medium-sized large size customers and after that be sure that you build some things um, horizontal not vertical software wow that's that's tremendous advice and a really interesting story what was it that prevented you from being able to redevelop the software so that the product could work for other people was that just too much for a company your size oh for sure for sure that was the main problem because when we when we tried to say all right how we how we shift this the development of this software to a let's say uh, because our customer base are um, general contractor subcontractor uh, engineer architect but basically smaller size so when we tried to build a software for them we realized that my god we cannot do that because the software is in production for two existing customers but we cannot maintain that it's too it's too it's too costly so basically we just decided to say all right do you know what we'll leave the software as is um we maintain the software and after that, we start again a complete new software. And the problem is always a cash problem because you start, let's say you start a new business because you don't have a new customers to fund the development. So now 
this is where we had a lot of problems. So basically, you are going to bank, you are going to everywhere to prove that you have some things that is it's run in production and really fast venture capital people, um, uh, uh, banking, uh, they know exactly the mistakes that you, you, you've you done. They understand exactly um, the, uh, the, 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 what's happened right now and how to fix that. And it's tough because nobody wants to fund something that you just don't know. You, you never prove that you will be able to sell the software. It has a smaller size business. Maybe it's a one-shot software for HQ and SNC. So that was really interesting because... Uh, at that time, the tablets on the field, the first Microsoft tablets on the field, just just coming, um, uh, the first iPad, first Android tablet. So there is some kind of new technology, new devices that just bring the market. And, and, and at that time, customers was not really ready to go on the field without a, a drawings on paper, um, sorry, drawings on a mobile app. So it's like sometimes you have a timing on your business. Maybe it's the right timing for larger customers because they have money to invest and they have money to help you to build your own software. But sometimes smaller customers doesn't have any money to give you to, to, to build a software. They just want to pay a subscription model. They just want to pay a perpetual license fees, something that was uh, still there back in 2012. So subscription model was new, mobile was new. So a, a lot of problems, let's say, between 2013 and 2016. And after that, in 2016, the market was really ready for that. Sorry, the market w wasn't ready? No, the market, was, the market was ready. It was so, ready, okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we built some things between 2012 and 2016. Imagine four years, try error um, and, 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 and and no cash. So it's really tough because you're, you're still building a service company because you, you want to bring money to build your software. So basically, it's always a question of timing also. It's not only a question of money, but it's a question of timings. In 2016, a huge shift was done in the uh, construction industry. Um, the people start looking at mobile app on the field, start looking at um, cloud subscription model um, in terms of business model. Um, and it was a huge shift. If you look at all the um, all um, the uh, field uh, in the world, all right, you will see that construction, it's the latest one that used technology. So everything needs to be done. And this is why since a couple of years, you see a lot of startup that build software for construction because now they are ready. There is a market and paper, drawings paper are still the king everywhere on all the trailer jobs. We need to change that in the entire world. So this is why right now we have a really growth um, business. Right, fantastic. Just looking back at 2012, and it's really easy in hindsight to see where things went wrong. Um, what could you have done differently in 2012? Because theoretically, the idea of, look, we have an opportunity with Quebec Hydro, one of the largest companies and utilities in the world. Um, yeah. it, you know, yes, obviously, we're all in to come up with something for, for, yeah. for, for, for Hydro. What could you have done differently that would have enabled you, better enabled you to also be able to serve other companies and 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 develop those the, the, those those different approaches for other markets as well yeah like i said in my uh, first introduction about the piece of advice the first things and, and probably the most important ones make sure your business model works so basically at that times um i if i'm if I had the chance to come to, to just coming back in 2012, take the phones, call entire power generations, call other power utility to validate the software, the business need, call a smaller electrician shop, a mechanical shop, subcontractor, contractor, just make calls. 
and validate the needs. Build a proof of concepts before building the entire product and and just just take your car, go there, uh, book a meetings, show the software, um, show give them a an overview of the pricing model around this kind of software, validate that there is a need they will really save cost because nobody will want to buy a software just because it's fun. They want to buy a software because there is a business thing behind that. So basically validate, take your car calls and organize meetings to show your proof of concepts and test with at least 10 customers. And if the 10 customers said, yes, it works, I'm ready, I'm ready to buy it as soon as um, you have the product ready. Now you have some things um, ready to be built. Before that, don't don't spend too many. So I think I think the first part of the money, just proof, proof, proof. Right. So so that's a that's a fascinating dilemma to be in. You have this uh, big customer that's waiting for you, but you're saying, hey, take some time out and test this with other people before going all in on that one customer. Exactly. And you know what? When you look at the venture capital. Uh, uh, financing round, you always see some kind of seed financing round. After that, you see early stage, uh, Series A, Series B. It, 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 it's like for that. So basically, if you have a good idea, build you build from uh, your own money or um, uh, any, any any. Don't 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 make a loan just to build a proof of concept. So do it yourself. Technology, it's a lot of technology are free to develop some things. Prove that, build that, and just move on the field with some exact, uh, some some customers, potential customers, and try it. So basically, this is the first things that I think um, uh, that needs to do. If if I have to start a new business in the next ten years, let's say, I will do differently. Now, proof of concepts, proof of concepts, business model. I think this is the most important things. Dominic, tell me what Smart Use Solutions looks like now. How big is the company? How many people do you employ? Are, are you still growing? Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, even if, if, if the uh, pandemic affect us a little bit in 2020 right now, um, just this year, so uh, we had to hire, we had to hire five people in April. So just look back at april this year probably the most april <laughs> uh, month of um, the past 20 years for us we had to hire five people um and just because we persist <laughs> so we persist and when you look at the the this year where uh where uh the government will invest where they will invest in infrastructure so a lot of um, owners like Ontario Power Generations um, give us a huge contract because with, with the pandemics, they had to work with their mobile app on the field. Uh, this is a essentials business, right? So uh, power utility, it's really it's essentials. So they had to work remotely with drawings to collaborate right. live on the field for construction people. So for us, the most important things it's that owners that will be there to help the economy for the future so they give us a huge contracts like the same ones that we had with uh quebec hydro and just because we had quebec hydro and we persist on the past to keep the software growing and growing even if it if it was tough but look the 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 2020 year was probably one of the most uh, important ones because we signed a large deal, town of Montreal, town of Quebec, Ontario Power Generations, and at the same time, in, not in April, but in March, a month before, we signed the most, um, the biggest construction projects in Ontario. So um, Ottawa Stage 2 LRT. So this is one of the biggest joint venture project with Kiwit. So they decided yeah, huge project, to move yeah. a huge project. So they, they decided to move forward 
with smart use because they, they, the essential projects in Ontario was these projects. I remember at that time in March when everything shut down, there is two projects that was still live, Crossings in Toronto and Ottawa Stage 2 in Ottawa. So for us, it was, wow, our business or the software that is still there, even if it's really tough with the pandemic. And this is where we we realize that's my god we have some things we really have some things that that in 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 a worse period it works so it was a really cool so if you are going back because based on your questions in terms of growth if you are going back in 2016 when really the market the market was uh really start looking at this kind of software um we had 13 customers 13 customers only in 2016, 2017, and right now we are close to 250 customers. And um, we we really, um, if you look at the numbers in 2017 and now, 36 months after, it's it's four times in terms of annual recurrent revenue. So this is where the SaaS company are, um, the, the first metrics of a SaaS company, it's uh, annual recurrent revenue. Right now we are uh, four times bigger than in 2017, only in three months. Why? It's because we just persist. Always right. the same things. It's just growing um, from four employees to 20 employees just back in three years um, and four times in ARR. So for us, it's a huge growth. And in a SaaS business, the tough parts, if you look at exponentials um, curve, we are really on the bottom right now. We are still on the bottom, but we just tend to the curve. And this is where you have to learn how to grow the business. Right now, we are on the stage of how to grow the business. So how to build a, a real cash flow Excel sheet, a real CRM, um, a real software for um, for uh, payments, uh, 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 like... Uh, this is where we we bring some kind of it's not only a technology piece. Um, this is because SaaS company focus only on 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 the product itself when you start the first three years, but after that you are looking you have to just 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 go back and say all right where is my business right now, and what I need to understand my business to scale, and scaling a business it's not a technology problem it's mostly a, a, a business problem about how to organize your business. You have to understand the um, the numbers. So how many customers I have on that area? How many customers I have? How, how, how many I bring on that specific area? So for us, it's general contractor, subcontractor, owner, uh, GV projects. So you have to learn your business. You have to learn the churn rate. You have to learn long-time value. So, and, and when you learn all of these metrics, on your business, you build Excel sheets. And when you build Excel sheets, your Excel sheet will give you a lot of idea where I have to put my marketing money, where I have to put salespeople's to take phones and calls. No, I have to put money on uh, uh, Google AdWords, Bing AdWords. So, so, so you have to build, you have to understand the business. And I think we are on the stage to learn what we've done in the last three years and where we want to go. This is the, 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 the stage where we say, all right, right now we are at this annual recurrent revenue in three years where you want to go. You build, um, uh, you build your metrics, you understand the business, you buy software, we just buy a software named Chargebee uh, just to manage the metrics based on your subscriptions, just to learn, just to learn where the the money comes in and where we lost money. And when you learn the business after that, it's easy because you, you don't lose money in marketing on somewhere that you will fail. No, we invest money in marketing where we know that it will work. Focus on growth, uh, annual recurrent revenue growth, and you will be successful. So this is where we are right now based on the past three years experience. So much to think about there. Um, let me just ask you, what is the the, 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 the the lifetime expectation of a customer in your business? 
Do you feel that once you've got them and once uh, you've taken them on this paperless route and they've gotten used to the digital and the mobile, uh, do you have them forever or is there a churn rate? Right now, our, our expectations is forever. Um, the construction industry use paper for all times. They build all the building around the world with paper, right? Right. Clipboards. Every, when you think and of construction, works. you think of clip got people with clipboards. Exactly. Exactly. And do you know what? The young people, young generations of construction people bring technology at the business level. So basically, now there is no coming back. I think it's forever. Um, right now, there is a, it's really a new area in terms of uh, building a software company in, in construction. There is a lot of startups. There is only, let's say, five major player in North America. So basically four in US, one in Canada, which is smart use. So basically you have five large and, and, and major player, but there is a ton of small one. So we really think that it's forever. We will for sure have churn rate because right now we will lose customers because right now it's not the customers in construction is not, do we want to move forward using technology? No, they will move, they will move forward. It's like who have the best software at the lowest cost. And um, a, good ex a really good example, last year it was tough to sign a customers for, uh, I think it was close to 8K a year, all right? It, it took a year to convince the customers to move forward using technology. A year after, we lost the customers for a, another competitor for a deal of 50K. So the customers see the value for the first 12 months, but because smart use don't have all the feature that this customers has requested, our competitor had that this feature, they moved from 8K to 50K in 12 months. And it took a year to convince the customers to invest 8K. So and you did all the heavy work getting them to exactly, go digital in the first place. Exactly. This right. is what happened. And do you know what? I had three situations like that. And this is where we decided because we always fund uh, smart use by ourselves and with our own sales. And this year, when we, we got this kind of situations, we decided to say, all right, we cannot wait. We need to move forward with a Series A of financing. And right now we are close to have everything ready to start looking at venture capital and look at that because there is a timing and the timing it's now, not tomorrow, it's now. So this is kind of things that happen to a business entrepreneur that you have to react really fast. Right. There are so many smart VCs in Canada and particularly in Montreal. Uh, are, are you finding it pretty easy to find people who understand your business and are, you know, ready to extend some terms? Yes, yes. Around the world, the economy will be around infrastructure developments, right? Construction will be the, the focus of all the government. So uh, if you are still there after a really tough year, and you prove that your annual recurring revenue has grown and you hire people and you know that in the future, in the five years from now, government will invest in constructions, you have a business case. So basically right now, there is a lot of venture cap that are listening. And when they see our numbers, they say, all right, we have some things in place. So right now we are in, in, in the process to, to just grow the business at the next level. Right. So the other theme I'm hearing is that you, you, now that you're in business and the, and, and the machine is running and it's churning out revenue, it's still really not um, enabling you to invest, to reinvest and, 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 and to develop, uh, to keep up with the competition and, and to, to beat the competition. And so that's why you're going for financing. So you, as you were saying, it, it really doesn't get that much easier. It's always the same things in the software development. If you stop um, to add a feature or um, try to innovate 
for example, in uh, AI, for example. So if you stop, I, I, I think it 12, 24 months, you last. It's it's just impossible. You always have to invest, and it's 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 a no-brainer for sure. Right. One of the aspects of going digital is that you're helping people go paperless, and yep. that's a big deal for a lot of companies today. How has that helped you having that sort of social message as part of your sales pitch? Basically, um, to be honest, I thought in the past, back uh, in 2012, in 2013. I put a lot of um, a lot of um, um, warning on my sales pitch about uh, going paperless. It's good for the herd. It's good for it's good for the future. Um, and you know what? I realized that two things in terms of selling the software to customers, paperless for them. It's not for the herd. It's mostly to save costs. All right. So the reality is that. Some larger player, um, public entity, for them, this is really, really important. Smaller customers, it's always related to saving cost. Larger customers that have that have a lot of money, uh, for them, really important. Um, and when you are going in the venture caps to finance your business, there is some funds available only for business that are growing around um, around uh, social um, uh, yeah social technology like going paperless and it's true our business it's not like not just like a small A4 uh, piece of paper no it's a drawing it's A0 format files times times a lot of copy so <laughs> it's it's a huge paper business. So if you look at all the uh, repro um, repro business where they print drawings, for them it's it's a nightmare because the business is just losing paper um, and, and and it's really drastic for them. Um, but for sure, in terms of funding the business, there is some there's a from venture capital that invests only on business that are doing something like smart use. So I think this is important. But it's not the top number one. To be honest, it's not the top number one, but it's really important. Growth is one thing, but growing securely is another. I think a lot of our listeners would like to know how entrepreneurs can ensure that they're using the right technology to grow their business while keeping security in mind. Do you have any ideas for them? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, like I said, when you want to move forward with some kind of customers that are in a public entity, all right? So for us, it was Quebec Hydro, OPG in Ontario, and we also have NIPA, so New York Power Authority uh, in the New York States, um, and town of Montreal, town of Quebec. We're 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 looking at uh, town of Toronto and Peel. So it's always the same things. With what's happened on the past, let's say, two years, there is a lot of breach in customers' data. All right, around the world, you see a lot of. SaaS company that 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 have some uh, uh, penetrations problems in terms of uh, with hackers. It's it's crazy how our customers right now, not the small one, not the medium one, but as soon as you look at the larger player, even if it's private or public, they are requesting some kind of um, uh, security aspect in mind. And for us, we decided to invest a lot of money. Um, we It was really cool because Quebec Hydro really wants to help us to be SOC 2 type 2 comply, cloud compliance. This is not a certification. It's mostly like ISO 27, for example. Um, so it's exactly the same things, but you follow a rules to be secure. It's not only for technology, it's also for the people it, it's in, inside your business. So how you lock computers, how you lock, how you manage the data of your customers who have access to your production environments. There is a lot of things. So we hire Ernest & Young, one of the top big five um, right. in Canada, EY. Yep. EY, exactly. So EY help us to follow the rules and after, let's say, six months in 500K 
in investments. And we were lucky because Hydro-Quebec fund a huge part of that um, that subtype to compliance. EY certifies smart use back in 2018 that, yes, for sure, smart use right now is SOC 2 type 2. But trust me, it costs, it's really <laughs> costly and it's tough for a business because you have a huge overhead when you start this process. And after that, to maintain this, kind, this type of cloud compliance um, certifications, it's like 10% of your uh, uh, of overhead if you have a million dollar in annual in, in, in salary it will cost 100k more just to maintain that so there is overhead but you know what because we are sucked too tight to type compliance we sign huge power utility and to be honest we are secure i feel better my staff is always keep in mind when they build some things, when they develop some things, when they access to the production environment, they always keep in mind security. It's important at smart use. And we have a document to share to any customers that ask and we sign a deal faster. So keep in mind that it's important. Um, I was the first in 2013 to say no needs this kind of stuff. And do you know what? With Azure, with Microsoft Azure, and I think it's 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 the same things for other clouds uh, um, uh, uh, business. But for us, we are in the Microsoft environments. With Microsoft Azure, you have security centers, you have advisor, um, you have a lot of tools that scan the product, that encrypt, that do a lot of stuff for you. In terms of technology, it's really easy. You have to pay for that. The cost of your subscriptions, it's only something close to 5 to 10% of your monthly cloud fees that related to security. But trust me, it's a huge investment, but it's really important investment. For, for, for you, is the security aspect, is it a competitive advantage or is it just table stakes? Yes. Everybody has yes. to do it. Yes. Do you know what? This is makes the difference between a startup and a business that is well a good establishment and when a competitor tried to sell their product to our existing customers or a, a a new prospects if you look at the same pricing model same feature sets if smart use is suck to type to uh, cloud compliance and the competitor is not decision is really easy for the prospect. So basically, yes, it's it's really a good uh, advantage. Yes. Right. One of the other problems that technology entrepreneurs face is disruptions in technology and I guess you had one of those uh, periods with the trend with the transition to Microsoft Surface hardware. So those wonderful little tablets, whole new way of doing business. Um, how did that process go? for smart use in terms of migrating to this new platform? Yeah, so basically um, we are using multiple devices at smart use, but basically every employees have um, right now a Surface Book, um, Surface um, uh, uh, Pro laptops, books. We have many devices. Um, we're looking right now at the big touch screens for um, uh, the uh, the surface for a business um, entity because uh, we have some customers that are using that so because we are a, a, a important surface customers for our own employees we know exactly how these devices works perfectly for field people and for our customers base the good example it's two things a lot of people know about Surface Pro, Surface Book, Surface Laptops. Right. But if you look at the smaller devices, Surface Go, it's pretty much new. If you look at if you look at the past, the only things you had was um, an iPad or small, cheap Android tablets. If you look at a, a business, a large business entity where they want to secure their small devices, it's always easier to configure a Surface Go for field people, 
to be connected using single sign-ons with their Azure AD connected to their AD domain, local AD domain. So it's a one-shot deal devices for going on the field with mobile app and Office 365 suite of, of, of apps on the same devices, same performance than a, a Surface Pro, for example. And you know what? With the real battery life, if you look at the Surface Go, you can you can really do your jobs on the field from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. without any problem at all. So this is some things like in terms of security, battery life, form factor. This is something that it's really, really important. And for us, especially for public entity, public entity, it's 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 they are using pretty much always Windows devices. And uh, for them using smart use, it's a no-brainer that a Surface Go, for example, it's uh, it's the devices to use. And because we are building a touch-based software, so all the screen on all the Surface is can be used with mouse and keyboard, can be used with touch screen with your finger, and can also be used with a pencil. And uh, so, so, so any inputs, can be used with these kind of devices with multiple form factor. So for us, it's a really no-brainer, um, easy to use, easy to um, we integrate inside Smart Use a, a federated login with Azure AD, which means that our customers can use their own AD accounts inside Smart Use, even if they are not on a domain or uh, with VPN. So straightforward, go to the Windows Store download the apps, log in, and right away you have the Microsoft Azure AD uh, connections to connect to their uh, on-prem AD uh, domain. So it's straightforward, really easy to use, and it works on the field and with any form factor. Right. So what have you learned about helping your clients move towards a new platform? What's the, what's the secret sauce there for getting them set up right? Yeah, there is no secret sauce. Give, <laughs> of give course, the there device. is. But do you know what? Do you know what? Something's happened last week. So because I'm because we are a good surface, uh, we have a good surface partnerships with Microsoft. We just re- we will receive. I, I just received an email from one rep um, at Surface Canada that the Surface Duo is coming in Canada for the first times, and we will receive that. What is new for us? It's based on the, the, the Surface stack of devices that all the people know. Two screen, so you can just, like a box, you can close the book, it two screens, but the hosting, the, the, the operating systems is Android. We have a Android app, Android app, built using Microsoft Xamarin technology. It works pretty well, but now we have to redesign, redesign to have this form factor but it's a game changer. So for us, there is no secret sauce. We we will receive the new devices really soon. Really, it's cool. But be aware, it's always a mistake to try um, to make a technology trip. So to to say, all right, Duo, it's perfect. It's a new devices. No, we will build at SmartUse a feature specific for that specific devices because there is two screens on the same device, two different screens. So for us, it's a game changer, but as soon as is ready and, and really customized for this kind of devices, there is no secret sauce. You take the device, you ask customers to, let's say, use it for a week, and I will have the feedbacks. I will have the feedbacks about the user experience, the hardware experience, the battery life. And after that, you can decide to move forward and, 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 and ask customers to test the devices or to buy the devices. But I will never force my customers to buy the devices just because we have a we prefer some kind of devices. No, this what is the best devices for your needs? If it's the new Surface Duo, go ahead. Smart Tools is ready. But it's it's in terms of entrepreneur advice. Don't build your software only for a specific device. Try to build some things with across all the devices on the market. If you want to scale the business, you have no choice anyway. But choose we at SmartTools we choose a technology to build a single base code named Xamarin with Microsoft, 
and uh, basically we can push on iOS, Android, Windows, and we will build some things in uh, Xamarin for Android to be sure that we 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 build specific for the Surface Duo. So basically, it's we. I, I just need to be. Uh, I must absolutely to be sure that my employees will not just want to build some things for a cool, a cool new devices, <laughs> but you need to build some things for a customer first. And if it works, like I said, validate your business model, validate the pricing and validate everything. Pricing is one thing, technology is one thing, and devices, it's one thing. Validate you know what? that. Yeah, I was going to bring this full circle by bringing up that the, the, the sub-theme in our entire conversation, much as we've been talking mostly about technology, is really about customers. But you brought that, but you brought that point back yourself by saying validate. So that was the mistake that you... That, that, that you made early on was not to validate. So now you've learned that lesson and uh, you, you, your story has has really turned around because of that. So uh, congratulations, Dominic, on all your success. As we head out here, just wondering if you have one final actionable piece of advice for our entrepreneurs that they can take from this conversation and put into use at their business. Yep, same things, persist. So persistence, <laughs> always remember that because... I, I think it's the same things when you when you want to have kids in your life. Please don't ask a lot of people how it will be. So just do it. So my advice is is that just do it and dream, dream, dream and persistence. Keep in mind that it's really important. And even if it's really tough, something will happen right away after a, a really bad day. That things that could happen on your business something's good will happen. Persistence. Persistence is the key. All yep. right. Dominic Seveny, the founder and president and CEO of Smart Use Solutions in Montreal. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, a lot of great stuff to unpack there. I think our listeners uh, who stuck with us will have a lot to think about in terms of growing their business. All the best with growing Smart Use, and we'll talk again. Thanks. Thank you for joining us this week in the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur. Stay tuned another minute to hear the latest startup community news and the upcoming events lineup, including our hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern time. I sometimes show up there too. Until next week, I'm your Startup Canada podcast host, Rick Spence.